Extraordinary Moms podcast. I'm Jessica Dahlquist, your host, and every week I interview a different mom who shares their motherhood journey and the lessons that they've learned along the way. If I've learned anything from interviewing such a wide range of moms, it's that no two moms parent in the same way, and we should celebrate that and learn from one another. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast today, and if you like what you hear, please share the show with a friend. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. What in the world? What in the world is going on? Um, can anything else be piled up to 2020? Ay, ay, ay. As much as there is so much pain and suffering and hurt and harm and whatever else emotions you might be feeling right now, the good news is that with that rub comes additional learning, additional clarity, additional hope, and it is the increase of our understanding and our awareness of hard things like racism that really bring us to a new place. And I hope, hope, hope that all these protests and demonstrations and people being vocal about racism and engaging in these conversations and engaging in this education. I hope it brings us to a new place of understanding and appreciation and really just denouncement of inequality. And just so you know, this episode was recorded prior to all the protests, and that is why we don't talk about it. And I hope this episode can just be a little respite for you. My guest today is Ashley Brown. She founded Routine and Things, and you guys, if we're going to survive this summer, we need routines. We just do. And routines do not have to be rigid. They do not have to be boring. They can really add to your life and benefit from your life. And Ashley has found a way to really enhance her life through positive routines for herself and for her children. And she's sharing all of her best tips for you today. So I'm so excited to introduce you to Ashley Brown. All right. I'm so excited to be chatting with Ashley Brown today. Hi, Ashley. Hi. How are you? I'm fantastic. How are you? Doing pretty good. Thank you. Trying to, um, you know, just take it day by day. I know. We are, I'm not sure when this is going to air, but I think I'm like eight weeks into quarantine. What about you? You're in in Maryland. So what's what's life like for you? I I think it's basically the same. It's been like um, a little over two months. So basically the same. Yeah. And how's it going? It's going, it's going, which... For me, I I have to say I was super blessed because I was a stay-at-home mom before, so it really didn't change a lot for me. But my husband, he worked out in the field a lot, and so now he's home more. So that was an adjustment trying to figure out when is he going to work, and I also have my business that I've run as well. And so just trying to figure out how are we going to manage that together. So that was um, a little bit of a learning curve and just had to kind of get together new routines for that but it's working out and and we're taking it like I said day by day yeah and and you mentioned the word routines and that's what we're going to talk about today but it really is true that with new seasons or new challenges or new circumstances you do need to address the routines that you have and previous routines that worked really well for you sometimes just don't work anymore when new things happen and things and and I don't know about you but there was definitely about two weeks my husband's working from home as well and we're used to like almost never seeing him. And so when it's like, oh, what's for lunch? I'm like, we have a, are we, are we doing that? Are we, are we, are we doing that many meals? And 
okay, so you're home and, and like, when are they off the clock technically? And what's their decompression time? You know, it's just like, there's a lot of readjustment and there can be resentment if you don't address like, okay, this is not working. What else could we replace it with that can work? It doesn't need to fester, I guess is what I'm saying. Exactly. I totally agree because I remember when, so when it first started, I remember it was like two weeks in and that was, we are, we didn't address that all up until probably like four weeks ago. But up until that point, I'm like, um, no, we need to do something here because I need time to work. You need time to work. I need for you to be able to get your things done. I need to be able to get my things done. And the kids need to be more on a, on a routine that we were on before, but it had to switch up because my husband was home. And so, um, I definitely agree that it's all about communication. You have to communicate in order to, um, create a new normal. And if, and that's really going to help it get back or get to a point where you feel more comfortable and where you're not so annoyed or frustrated at home. Yes, exactly. Okay, so let's just start from the beginning with you. Ashley, just tell me a little bit about yourself and your family. Yes, so I currently live in Baltimore, Maryland, and um, but I'm originally from South Carolina, so I'm a Southern girl, um, and basically I am a wife. Um, you heard about my husband a little bit. I have two daughters, um, ages three and almost one. They are super cute. They are my heart, my angels, and um, I'm also a nurse educator, and I've been teaching online um, since everything started, but yeah, nurse educator, I love teaching. Teaching is a huge passion of mine. And, um, I was talking about my business and I'm the creator and owner of routine and things, but even outside of those relationships, I'm, like I said, I'm a Southern girl. I love to cook, bake. Um, I love eating. <laughs> I love eating when I cook and bake. And then I also just love my target shopping, my Trader Joe's runs. Like that is me. And I also love to plan. I'm a huge, like, prepared type of person. I need to be prepared. I love being prepared. So that's a little bit about me. We are kindred spirits, Ashley. <laughs> I'm just like, check, check, check. We could be neighbors and best friends. I love it. Yes. Yeah, that is, that's so amazing. I know I've really missed the hospitality aspect of this because I love creating an environment where people feel welcome in my home. And even just baking has changed because usually it's like I bake and I eat plenty of what I bake. But then I also like to, you know, drop it off on people's doorsteps and things. And I am doing that to some people that I know we have that kind of relationship where it's like they know we're, we're clean and things like that. But you can't do that as safely right now or as comfortably right now. So I, I miss that. So then I just eat way more of it, which is fine yeah. sometimes. But I do find that I'm not feeling as peppy. And I'm like, oh, maybe it's the cinnamon roll pan that I ate yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Bacon is great, but it will definitely fill you up and have you feeling tired and but also happy at the same time. Yeah, I love yeah. I love baking, but I definitely agree about the hospitality type um, and just wanting to do just within the community. And so the way that I've been doing that recently is like really trying to um, give back to small businesses and really trying to invest in small businesses. And so I found that that has been really helpful for me. Yeah, that's a, that's a great thought. We've been trying to do the same. And I really admire the small businesses that are adjusting their businesses to cater and comply with the restrictions and everything, but they're wanting to pay their employees and, and stay afloat. And so I'm happy to support them in that. So exactly. Ashley, we've moved a lot, like every two, three years, and that's been kind of hard on our family. And I found that 
when I move, when I try and keep like hold tight to the old life that I was living, I don't transition near as well. And when things are challenging and I tend to just rely on the things that used to work, I don't always know it at first. When I start to feel like the rub of like, why am I feeling so depressed or why am I not feeling motivated or why am I feeling low on energy or whatever it is? But really it comes down to once I really take a look at it and once I'm willing to, to do the work and address it, it's because I'm relying on old routines or old comforts that used to work in different circumstances. But whether it's the quarantine, whether it's you know a different situation that you found yourself in in your life, adjusting your routines, like we were saying, has everything to do with the success of those routines and of your life. Like eating your baked goods is all good and well until you find, oh wow, I have to mom for way more hours a day than I used to because they're always home with me. They're not going to preschool. They're not going to school. And so when I feel low on energy and I'm eating this way, it affects me this way, right? So it's not just about the food. It's about the outcome of it. So whether it's exercise, whether it's reading, whether it's self-care, whatever those routines are that sometimes work in ideal circumstances, in other circumstances, they're just not going to work the same. And we can't expect them to, or else we kind of do get depressed. Talk to me about, about that. What have you found and why are you so passionate about routines? I mean, routines and things like, what, what if, what an interesting, unique, um, passion and, and really focused niche you are in. Yes. So, I mean, you said what is just so beautiful, just in terms of in transitions, right? What worked before doesn't usually work when you transition to another phase in life or when you're in a different season of life. That is so true. And I can speak very highly to this in my own life because I made the transition of being a working full-time mom to then coming home with my kids. And um, I had my one daughter at the time and I was pregnant, but I came home, did not prepare did not plan, didn't know anyone that I could talk to about it because I did not know anyone that was a stay-at-home mom. And I really honestly thought it was going to be a walk in the park and that was a slap in my face, to be perfectly honest. I was like, oh, yeah, no. Mm -mm." (laughs) So it took me a good amount. It took me some months to realize that what worked for me before, oh, no, that does not work now. And like you said, it got me into a state where I started to become less motivated. I started to feel down and out. And I was like, oh, no, we cannot get to this point. So then I started saying, "Okay, Ashley, you need to start some routines that work for the season of life you're in now. And so I started those routines. And after like some months, I really started to feel like, wow, like I feel so much better. Like life looks brighter. I feel happier. I feel like I can really be more present with my daughters. I have a little bit more energy. And it really started to make me just recognize how beneficial routines were before I came home. And then also when I switched them up for my season of life, how beneficial they are. And so that's why that's how routine and things came into play is because I really wanted to, you know, just show moms the benefit of routines, help them to start routines, create routines, maintain routines, because Routines really do just a world of good just for your your mental too. just it really helps for me. I feel like it helps to declutter my mind. And I really think it's a really huge way to help add breathing room, um, 
even with the structure, it still helps you to kind of get thoughts out of your head and um, have these certain predictable things that you're doing each and every day so that you're not going through learning curve after learning curve and being super annoyed, super frustrated with life. And so that's why I love routine and things. And that's why this business is here. Yeah. I love that it just came from trying to solve your own problem. And then now you're able to help other people to address that problem too. And it's really not something we talk about that much. Like we talk about the feelings associated with it, but the root often is you don't have those routines set in place where it's like you have those healthy habits. And so that's where it's stemming from. But really it's just like, oh, I'm depressed. Oh, I'm unmotivated. Oh, I'm low on energy. But until you get to the root, you're just going to put a Band-Aid on things. And really as I talk to, I mean, I've talked to so many women now, so many women that inspire me and just to me are just accomplishing so much and are so on it and so awesome. And really what I hear a lot of them saying is, like you said, they take like the guesswork and they create predictability in their life. So they're not using their finite amount of energy on making certain decisions every day. So it's like, I always know I'm going to get up at this time, or I always know I'm going to eat this for breakfast or lunch, or I always know I'm going to work out at this time, or this is how I'm going to do it. And as soon as they don't have to think about it, and I know some people even go as far as like, this is what I'm going to wear. And they wear like a pretty, like a mama form, like every day, you know? And, and I think we're going to talk about like how you determine these routines and what you need to choose. But I do think if you can save energy on a few of those repetitive things that you're facing and you don't realize the de- decision fatigue, do you? I'm telling you. I'm yes. telling you. Like, decision fatigue is real. And when you do not have predictable things that you're doing every single day, you're going to get so worn out. You're going to feel very overwhelmed and over being in your home, over like cleaning all the time because you're doing things differently every single time you're going to do them. And if you, transition that to doing things in a more predictable way in the same way every single time you do them like you said that's going to help alleviate the decision making and that just makes you feel so much better when you don't have to make a thousand decisions a day and now you have to only make 500 like that that's like really important yes absolutely and I think I don't I don't know about you but I tend to get resentful of my husband or my kids when they don't read my mind. And it's like, well, why didn't you just pick up your room? Or why didn't you know that I wanted this done by this time or things like that? But really, you're shooting yourself in your foot when you're the only one whose mind is spinning on like your to-do list and how you want things done or when you want things done. And then you often subconsciously put that burden on other people to deliver when your own inconsistency is what's creating that stress and, and, and then their behavior, right? So you can't expect them to know what you want or how you want it until you have these routines in place. And I can only imagine once everybody's on board, how much smoother a lot of these things can go. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay. I know even for my home, like, of course, I have my routines for our daughters and when the transition happened from COVID-19 and my husband started working from home more, he's like, 
oh, I need to start doing routines with them because he 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 um, cares for our children between the hours of like nine to twelve, and I'm usually one to four. And so he's like, I need to create a routine. And I mean, it shocked me because my husband is not a routine type. Wow. So he was like, I so I just saw like just what I'm doing, like transferring to him, and it's just so beautiful for me. Oh, so. winner, winner. <laughs> That's awesome. So I know people listening are going to think, well, where do I start? Because I think that can be a really paralyzing thing, especially when you're in the thick of it, like most of us are right now. We're all in the throes of this major change. So what would you tell people? How do you start? Yeah, so I usually um, let people know, one, ask yourself like this question, what do you feel like you need more of right now? Um, I think that's a really good question or what's frustrating you. Sometimes our brain like thinks about the negative more than the positive. So if you can ask yourself either one of those questions, so Mm -hmm. either what's really frustrating you or annoying you at this moment, or what do you feel like you need more of, or you're craving more of right now? And that can really help you solidify which routine kind of you want to work on. If cleaning is super, super bothersome to you and you feel like you can't stay on top of things, then maybe you need to work on a cleaning routine. Maybe specifically, maybe your laundry is always out of control. Maybe you need to focus on a laundry routine. Um, If you feel like now your house is just, or like your family is always in your face now, right, more than than you're used to, then maybe it's a self-care routine that you feel like you need to start working on. Um, And so just kind of whatever you're craving or whatever you feel like is frustrating you or causing you a lot of overwhelm, I would say start there. And I mean, you can have so many routines, but I would just kind of try to get as small as you can. Like if you know cleaning, then what about the cleaning is bothering you? Do you need to like do a, like a tidying type of routine where you tidy up areas? Do you need to organize? Like what, what is really bothersome to you or what do you feel like you need more of? That's why I would say start. Okay. And choose one routine. Choose one to start with. Okay, I love that you just said that. Choose one. You don't need to tackle it all at once. Because I think all of us, when this started, we all started purging our house, right? We all started cleaning out. We're like, okay, this is a great opportunity to clean out everything. And then all the Salvation Armies are closed and you're like, (laughs) (laughs) you have all these bags and everything and it just is closed. I finally found one though, so this is good. Um, But yeah, I found that for me, it was like I was always picking up stuff. And, and as soon as you realize you can't clean if you're just shifting stuff around, right? And so that was, a, that was a major realization to me once we got rid of a lot of the stuff that was out and had things in their proper place and then got the kids on board. How can you, I mean, I know your girls are younger. I have a 10, 8, and 4-year-old, all boys. Um, so not naturally inclined to maybe want to, to be domestic. <laughs> that's generalization maybe some boys are like that mine are not particularly um but uh, they're just not noticing their threshold is a lot different than mine is um but once we were on board like this is how the toys can look when they're all put away okay so next time they come out we're going to put them back like this does everybody see okay and then we practice together right so it's that role playing that training and the investment up front in getting other people on board like your kids that training time is worth the dividends that it pays out versus like, go clean go clean your room. Well, their definition of cleaning their room is going to be a lot different than my definition, right? Exactly. Exactly. Um, that is so true. I mean, even with my daughter, my oldest daughter, she's almost three. 
she knows where her toys go. And it's so funny. I remember straightening up our area like some months back and I got rid of a lot of her toys that, that was just, uh, it was too much. And Mm -hmm. I was like, some of this stuff needs to go. And so I got rid of a lot of her toys and I put them in certain bins and she knows where the books go. She knows where her toy, like her um, musical toys go. She knows where the little tiny toys go. And I didn't even have to show her. She just, we would clean up together and I would say, I would just put toys in different bands and she would just catch on. And so, like you said, Mm -hmm. it does a world of good. Even if you have to teach them where things go or show them, it's worth doing because it's going to pay off in the end. And you're going to see, oh, wow, like they know this routine. Even my bestie, like I've gotten her really hooked on routines and she's like, her son is like, it's 11 o'clock. And so it's my learning time now. It's like so beautiful. I mean, I'm telling you. Wait, so how do I do that? How do I do, how do you get them to do the things they don't want to do? Like the really lesser things that's like, they don't want to do that. Yes. So I would say for that, I would say try to make something in that routine or what they don't want to do fun for them. Like really try to make something that they are going to look forward to when it comes time to do that certain thing. So even if it's cleaning up, maybe it's like, okay, we put on your favorite song while we clean, like something that they're going to look forward to. Or after you clean, then we're going to watch one of your favorite shows or, you know, something that's going to, um, kind of for their brain just makes them feel excited so that they're like, oh, this isn't bad. Like, this is actually a fun thing that I'm doing. Or Mm -hmm. after this, this is the reward that I'm going to have. So I think that can really help with that. Yeah, that's a great tip. And like I said, I have three kids and they're all very different and different kids respond to different things. So what my brain likes to do is I like to know everything that I have to do and see it all, and then I can chip away in, you know, the order I want, and I know how, you know, much progress I've made, and then yesterday, my eight-year-old comes to me, because I've been giving him his schoolwork packet, and I give him the whole packet, I just get all the work, I print it all out, staple it, and I say, okay, this is your packet for the day, we've been doing this for weeks now, and he comes to me yesterday, and he says, that makes me feel really stressed when I see a big packet, like, I have so much work to do, And I said, well, think about how much work you got done during your school hours. Like you were doing all this work during your school day. It was just spread out and you didn't see it all at once. And he's like, well, I like that better. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, so you're saying you don't want me to staple a packet. You just want me to hand you the pages one by one. And then you check in and I give you the next one. He's like, yeah. He's like, I'll still do it all. Yeah. I just want it one by one versus my other son is like, give me the packet. Let me see it all. And he, you know, wants to plow through it. I just never even considered asking kind of how they wanted to receive it or how they wanted the routine to go. Oh, wow. It was so, it, it was so interesting yeah. and it wasn't that a big deal. Fair. He was still going to do the work, but the pushback that I was getting, I never would have guessed it was because how I was delivering the work. Hey everyone, I wanted to jump in real quick to thank a show sponsor, and that is Cosmetology. You've heard me talk about them before, but you guys, I literally are I'm loving these products for my kids. So it was created out of necessity by Dr. Janice Covey. Her child was diagnosed at three months old with eczema, and she couldn't find any products that really solved the problem. And so she used her background as a pharmacist to create a line of products for her kids. They have lotion bars and hand soaps that are my absolute favorite. And the lotion bars are so cool because A, they're solid, 
so they're great for travel, they don't spill, and you can hand them to your child like I hand to Jackson right after he takes a bath and he can put it on himself and he feels so proud and it really works so well. All of their scents are using essential oils and so you can trust that you are not putting harmful chemicals, preservatives in your child's skin and that's really why it works so well is because these are really quality products that solve issues for your children. So I love these products. My Jackson has had eczema since he was a newborn and literally has the scaliest skin. And these products have been working fabulously for him. And while hand soaps are still a hot commodity, give Cosmetology Hand Soaps a try. So my listeners get a special discount. For any first-time purchasers, you get 15% off your order. So to get 15% off your first order, go to cosmetology.com and use code EEP at checkout. That's K-O-S-M-A-T-O-L-O-G-Y.com and use code EEP at checkout to get 15% off your first order. Thanks so much to Cosmetology for sponsoring the show. Now let's get back to my conversation with Ashley. Yeah, no, that's super interesting, but it makes a lot of sense because like I said, I'm a nurse educator Mm -hmm. and the education is the same way. We try to assess, you know, how do the students like to learn? Mm -hmm. Of course, we do a range of different learning, like visual, auditory, whatever, but how do they like for the content to be delivered? And that can change up even in nursing, even in the nursing world and education, maybe one group you see needs more questions and the other group they are bouncing off of each other more and you have to kind of um, tailor your learning style to them and what you're seeing from them. So that makes total sense. And even I feel like that can be applied to us. Sometimes Mm -hmm. some of us, we want everything. What do I need to do for today? And Everything given to us where others, we get very overwhelmed by seeing all of that stuff. And it's like, no, I just need this. And like, what am I doing and then I'll think about it after I'm done. Yes. <laughs> so I'm with you, though. I like to see everything I'm doing, so I know what I'm doing for the yeah. day. Yeah, <laughs> and sometimes I'll have two lists, like the immediate must-dos today and then the longer list that's like, over the next month, this is what I want to achieve. Because if I see, you know, 50 things on a list, it is, you know, overwhelming for a lot of people. So if it's just like, these are the things I'm going to tackle today and this is the longer, you know, list when you know I have more time or you know I can add on something else that can be really helpful um yeah I I love that I love that realization and and sometimes it just takes trial and error right how how do I know a routine is working and how do I know I need to change yeah so I would say you know a routine is working when you're able to maintain it and stay consistent with it um of course in the beginning when you first start any routine it's gonna it's gonna be an adjustment phase that you may not hit all the marks every single time when you're first adjusting to it but give it like a month and if you're seeing that even after a month you're not hitting certain marks that you put within your routine then I think it's time to switch it up and to change it because something about whatever you're doing within that routine isn't working for you or your family, mm-hmm. depending on who the routine is for. Um, so you know when it's working, when you can be remain consistent with it. And it's as small as I know that before I was for my morning routine, I was like, you know what? I want to um, get up and read in the morning. Like a, like a book or really it was the Bible. I wanted to get up and read the Bible when I first got up. 
No, that did not work for me. I could not remain consistent with that because I'm one, it takes me a while to get up in the morning and reading is going to put me right back to sleep or just not give me any energy. So then I was like, okay, so what am I going to do? Okay, I'm going to get up and get out of the bed and then I'm going to come down to the kitchen. I'm going to fix me some coffee and then I'm going to come down and read. And that worked better for me. So it really is all, like you said, about trial and error. And if you feel like you need to switch it up, switch it up so it makes sense for you. Yeah, that's a great point. And because I think people are going to get deterred because it's like, well, I want to read. So like, what's wrong with me? Why, why can't I just do it? But I'm the same way. Like if I stayed in bed, I would go right back to sleep. And that's not my intention. But I, I had that routine going for a little while. And I had created like a little nook that I would go to. And there was like a special light. And I had a candle with the, you know, clicker flame thing already there. So I would light that. And it was so cozy and inviting and I looked forward to it. So it's the same way. It's like your kids want something to look forward to and make it more fun. Even though you're still doing the same activity of reading scripture or reading and just like having that moment for yourself, it's it's more fun. It's more inviting. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, you're, and to maintain routines, they have to bring you some sense of joy. You, you have to enjoy them in some type of way. Of course, every routine we have is not, we're not like jumping to do every routine. But if you add in things within your routine that really spark joy for you or make you feel happy or just feel at peace, I'm telling you, you are more likely to maintain that routine. So that's like a huge thing. Make sure that it's fun for you. Right. And and that level of satisfaction you get from doing those routines that maybe are not the most fun or things that you wouldn't necessarily want to prioritize, but you know they're good for you or good for the bigger picture, that feeling of satisfaction just like really motivates you. And when it's like, check, I did that and I got through that and, you know, I, cleaning is never fun for me, but boy, that feeling after is like looking around and smelling the cleaning product smell that I know is probably toxic, but it's fine. And you know, like I just, I just love that. And so when you can relish in the after effect, I think that'll keep us going. Yeah, I totally, totally agree. Um, I think that that is, I always say, um, focus, don't focus on what you need to do. Like focus on the reward that you're going to get from it. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Oh, I love that so much. So what are some other routines that you personally do that have like really changed your life? Oh, wow. So I know my one thing, well, every morning when I wake up, this is a routine that I do every single morning. It is I wake up, I read scripture on my phone. So that's the difference. I'm not reading in the Bible, but I wake up, I read scripture on the phone, and I say three things I'm grateful for. That is a routine that I do every single morning that has really changed my perspective in life to make sure that I'm thinking positive about things and not so much of, you know, waking up and or whatever just making sure that I'm that I'm starting with the positive in the morning when I wake up I think that is so beautiful for me and it has really changed my perspective in life mm-hmm. um and really helped me to just in self-development but then also another routine that has really helped my home because I remember it used to be this laundry I'm like looking at coming I'm in my basement right now <laughs> which I'm doing laundry today actually which is so funny um so my laundry routine I used to not be able to keep up with laundry until I started this one routine And it is like a three-part laundry routine. And so the first day, 
I wash all of the clothes. So every, all of our clothes I wash one day, the next day I will fold all of the clothes and the next day I will put away all of the clothes. So that's my personal laundry routine that works for me. And I've been able to keep up with laundry. I only have like two, well, three loads to do today. And usually I would have like six, but since I've been keeping up with it, it's a lot better. Yeah. See, and laundry to me is not a particular challenge. Like I find it like there's so much downtime in between the laundry. You know, it's like, okay, I feel good that I got the laundry going and I don't have to do anything for an hour and a half, but like I'm still doing the laundry. Like I kind of like love laundry, right? So it's different for every person. That's a great example of how, you know, one person's struggle is not another's. And so you really just have to get to the root of what am I struggling with right now? Or if, if I could improve this one thing, it would make my life so much better. Like those questions um, that, that you asked. That's so awesome. Well, what if I'm having trouble though coming up with the right routine? Let's say like I, I'm struggling with laundry. I'm struggling with meal planning or I don't know. You can use whatever example you want. But like I literally don't know what to do for my routine. Yeah. Um, so if let's say you want to do a laundry routine and you're like, well, I don't know what to do with a routine. I mean, what type of routine do I need to have? I think first you have to think about, um, one, think about what is the current laundry routine? What have you been doing? Because sometimes we think we have to do away with the entire routine. It may not be that. So for example, you might be washing clothes, Every single, you might want to wash clothes every single day and you're finding for yourself, like, I can't put a load in every single day. Like I'm, I'm trying to, but I never get to it. You want to then think, okay, so what is it about my routine that needs to be changed? Is it now I need to just do wash all the clothes in one day because every day I'm forgetting. And so if I just mark Mondays to wash clothes, all of the clothes that might work more for me. Really, it's about thinking about the thinking about these four things, even just in terms of a routine. Because you can go online. I mean, I think that's really important. You can go online and you can look at how do people wash clothes, and I think that that's perfectly fine. But I also feel as if you can you can try out different things. But I think if you just start with these four things, thinking about these four things when you are doing a routine, it can be really beneficial. So, one. Thinking about, you know, is the routine you're about to start, is it realistic for you? Like I said, if you were doing one one load a day and that wasn't realistic for you because you were just not doing it and just the season of life, you're like, it's not working, then just change it, right? Maybe start washing them one day a week. So think about, is it realistic? Is your routine manageable? Can you maintain this routine? The one load a day you weren't able to maintain. So maybe you want to just do all of the clothes on one day. So you can think about that. Is it manageable? Think about is it flexible for you? Um, And so flexibility just comes in with making sure that you are not putting so much into a routine that you get weighed down by it. Or if something comes into play, now the total, the entire routine is gone and you're not able to do it anymore because something came in and just totally disrupted it to where you are able to jump back into that routine. You want to make sure that you're able to jump back into your routines if you need to. And then also, like I said, making sure that it's fun. But I I mean, just to answer your question, I think if you are like, where do I start when it comes to a routine and what type of routine you can ask your friends what routines they use. I think that could be a really great place to start is to ask your friends, ask your neighbors, ask whoever you talk to. What do you do? 
and then try it out. If it works for you, it works. If it doesn't, switch it up. But if you want to create a, like a just a new routine, um, I'm all about not reinventing the wheel. But if you want to create a new routine, just think about those four things. Is it realistic, manageable, flexible, and fun? Yeah, those are fantastic, fantastic tips. And I'm also picturing a listener saying like, like how structured does my day have to be? Like for somebody that's more spontaneous and wants flexibility in their life, routines can sound a little rigid. I mean, you sound like a fun person. You really do. But <laughs> it, routines kind of get a bad rap sometimes. Like, well, that's no fun to like have everything scheduled and everything a certain way and there's no flexibility. So what would you say to, to that person? Yeah, no, I totally hear that person <laughs> because I'm, I'm all about like, no, we don't want rigid routines. Like, no, the myths that about routines, like you said, it gets a bad rap sometimes. I feel like either you love them or you hate them. And I feel like if you hate them, it's because you have a different, like you have a perspective and I want to help to change that perspective. Routines do not need to be rigid. They do not have to be boring. They can be fun. They can be flexible. I'm all for a relaxed routine, which means when you're when you're in your routine, make sure that you are not like every like having so many actions within a routine. I'm just going to give you the definition of a routine. A routine is a series of actions done regularly. So when you're thinking about what those series of actions are going to be, do not put a bunch of, of actions within a routine. Put as much as you as you need to. So, for example, if you are doing a morning routine and you're like, well, I want to read and exercise and journal and, and sit on my front porch, that might be too much. That might be too rigid to where you can't maintain that every single day. And it's going to start to get it's going to start to get really um, mundane after a while, especially if you feel as if it doesn't have any breathing room to do anything else. Um, so I would say, like I said, your routines do not have to be rigid. I think flexibility is so important in life. It's times where we need more um, structure, but then there's times in life where going with the flow is the best thing that we can do. And so if you add in breathing room within your routines, you won't feel as if, like your superstructure. And the thing about routines is what I love because routines are not like time blocking. Time blocking never worked for me. I never liked time blocking because I felt a lot of anxiety to be like, I'm going to do something from 12 to 1. Like, no, that is like too much for me. Like I can do it, but after a while, if I don't do it right on the dot, I'm like, oh man, I'm, I'm behind. So that's what I love about routines is because routines are not on a time schedule. Routines can be done whenever you want for them to be done. It's, already, it's only a series of actions done regularly. And as long you can do it in the morning, at night, it depends on which routine you're talking about. But that's what I love about routines is that they're not, they don't have to be rigid or super structured. They just add some predictability into your day. And if you think about it like that, maybe it won't be as um, intimidating or you'll have more positive perspective about them. Yeah, that's a really interesting perspective on time blocking. And I know that time blocking can work for some people. And if it's working for you, like, by all means, keep going. But when it's not, um, and I can definitely sense that, like, I'm running late. My friend Brooks, she's so funny. And she thought, you know, she, beginning of quarantine, she saw all these schedules of, like, what <laughs> all family should be doing. And it's just, like, every half hour there's something else planned during the day. And you're already just adjusting to all the feelings of having to cancel your spring break, right? And at about 10 a.m., she posts on her Instagram, like, I'm already five hours behind 
and I haven't done anything. <laughs> and like, it's 10 a.m. And she felt like a failure. Like, she was kind of joking, but she kind of wasn't, too. You know? And so it's like, if something's making you feel bad, but you're not genuinely doing anything bad, that's not a good sign, right? That shows you the routine's not working or the system you have in place. Or maybe it's spontaneity that's not working and you do need more of a routine. Or maybe it's that your routine is too strict and you need more flexibility. It can go either way, yeah. right? Exactly. It can go either way. I mean, you have to really adjust for how you're feeling. You have to, and that's, that's what's really important about even having routines or just in life in general is like just being aware of how you feel. Like if you feel like, you know, I am, things are just too go with the floor around here. You need more structure, then add it in. If you feel like things are super structured and you're like about to, you know, go hide out in the corner because things are just too strict and you keep feeling like, oh my gosh, I can't stick to anything because things are just too rigid, then add some flexibility in. It's all about what feels good for you. And just making sure that you're checking in with yourself to see how do you feel and how is life feeling? How is your home environment feeling to see what do you need more of? Mm. What do what what do you want to like just basically how do you want to make your life better? And we have the power. That's what I want to say. We have the power to change the things that are not feeling good for us. I mean, that's the beauty of our lives. We have the power to change those things. And so routines can be a huge way of changing up your life in a very, really beautiful way. And, um, I truly believe that routines help to meet your needs, of course, but I think also they help to create room for what you want. And like, especially for us moms, routines are like, if you, if you are doing your routines, it's going to create more room for joy. It's going to create more room for being present with your family, having more energy, smiling more often I mean it's just so beautiful who wouldn't want that who wouldn't who wouldn't want that right and I mean the people listening right now extraordinary moms podcast listeners they're extraordinary moms they really are like you're talking to a group of very high caliber people that want the best for their kids want the best for themselves and yet are very hard on themselves at the same time and so I just want everyone to know like you're already enough. You're already doing a great job. But whether it's circumstantial or whether it's something that's genuinely not working in your life, this is a great opportunity, you know, quote unquote, be your best self. Like you're already good enough. You don't need to be a better version of yourself, but like you can create more joy. Like you said, you can smile more, you can create more peace. And all of those things I think do help you become a better person as you are kind of just owning those those pos- those positive feelings and creating more space for those positive feelings. So I hope that this talking about routines will help you to not see like where you're lacking or where you're failing or it won't induce any guilt, but it's just like this is such an opportunity to make your life feel better and feel like it's working more for you. Exactly. Exactly. And I love that you say that we are, we are enough. And that is so, that is so true. You are enough. Um, you're a beautiful mom. And it's so funny. I just put up an Instagram post about that yesterday and it says I am enough. And it was a self-care, um, affirmation card that, um, I have available, but it's so, that is so true. Routines, really just add to the beauty of you. 
I mean, it really just adds to your life. It adds to your home. And be have grace as well. I want to say mm-hmm. this. Have grace with yourself when you are transitioning to a new routine. Have grace with your family and know that you are doing the best that you can and what you're doing is enough for where you are. Yeah. Oh, love that. Okay, so where can people... <clears throat> Where can people find you online, Ashley? How can they follow along and find out more about routine and things? Yes, so you can follow me on Instagram. That's where I hang out. That's my playground at routine and things. And so I'm there. You can always um, pop into my DMs. I love having conversations with moms. Love it. Awesome. Well, Ashley, I always ask my guests one final question, and it's this. What would you tell your pre-motherhood self? to take it easy and not put so much pressure on yourself. How are you yeah. doing? How are you doing with that? <laughs> I'm, do- <laughs> I'm doing better with it now. If you would have mm-hmm. asked me that a year ago, I don't know. Yeah. But I'm, I've had I've done a lot of self-development work to really try to take it easy and not be so hard on myself because I can be my worst critic. Way to go. Proud of you. That's awesome. Well, I love all of these principles that you're teaching. I feel like this was such a valuable conversation. And it's like reminding me not just of the things that I want to work on, but the things that I'm already doing right, too. It's like, oh, yeah, I, I kind of just naturally did, you know, this meal planning this way. And it's really working for us. And so give yourself yes. a little credit for that. And okay, you know, education time is kind of like a bumpy transition. So how can we create more routines around education time? where it's going to work better. And I'm thinking since my kids are older, you know, have a family meeting. It doesn't need to just be me in a vacuum coming up with these routines for my family. Get their input, get them involved. And just like my son saying, hand me one page at a time, get feedback and then create a system that we can all buy into together. Exactly. Exactly. I think that that will make it even that much more special. Yeah. Oh, so good. Thanks, Ashley, for taking the time. And good luck to you in the rest of quarantine and, and everything. And it just was so fun to chat with you. Nice to meet you. Yes, nice to meet you too. Thank you for having me, Jessica. I hope you're feeling more inspired to take a look at the routines that you already have. Are they working for you? And for areas where you're feeling like you're falling apart, what routines can you add in to make this a really successful summer? Thanks so much to Ashley from Routine and Things for coming on the show. I'll link to where you can find her on the podcast page at ExtraordinaryMomsPodcast.com. If you don't already follow me on Instagram, you can do that at JessicaDahlquist3 or on Facebook at Extraordinary Moms Podcast. Thanks for tuning in today, everybody, and we will see you next week for another episode with another Extraordinary Mom. Bye.